this is Eric Lapham, joined by my partner, Dr. Donald Moyne, for our weekly influence show. We are thrilled, as always, to be with all of you, and all of you make our show possible, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you all for being here live, or the recording, or the podcast, or the YouTube. And uh, we've got a great show lined up. We are going to talk today about expanding comfort zones, which I'm excited about that topic. Dr. Moyne, how are you doing today? Doing great. Had a terrific day. I'm excited. It's the beginning of a new month, folks. I hope you're excited. You have a chance to wipe the slate clean. If you've had a great beginning of the year, then just keep the momentum going and raise the momentum. But if it didn't work out uh, quite as well as you wanted. The, you know, the beginning of the month is always exciting. Fresh start, new ideas. Spring is in the air. The weather's great almost all around the country. So uh, take a new perspective. And that's what Eric and I are going to help you do today. Yeah, you make a great point. You know, today is May 1st. And I always think of the first of the month as a mini January one. Just mm -hmm. like you said, it's a clean slate. Mm -hmm. And shoot, you know, last month, you know, might have had a great month or maybe you had a challenging month. But if it was challenging, just let it go. Mm -hmm. Fresh start. It's like opening mm -hmm. day in baseball. And uh, everybody, even the Oakland days have a chance in opening day, although they're they're about four and twenty now. So they're already out of it. But at opening day, they had a they had a shot. So let's jump into our program today. Mm -hmm. Why don't you get us started off with an insight that you have about expanding comfort zones. Okay. Well, first of all, folks, you have to realize and you have to be mature enough to uh, tell yourself, you know, I am affected by comfort zones because sometimes occasionally I encounter people and say, oh, oh no, Dr. Moyne, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a big, 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 bad, uh, tough guy. I'm not affected by comfort zones. Folks, we are all affected by comfort zones and you want to think of it as being like a regulator it only allows you to go a little bit above your comfort zone a little bit below your comfort zone think of it like a thermostat on the wall and you know for a lot of people the thermostat is set between 68 gets below 68 the heater kicks on and maybe 72 gets above 72 the air conditioning kicks on and you want to raise that. You want to put yourself in control. The problem with comfort zones is that for so many of us, really almost all of us, they become unconscious. It was the way we were raised. We were told, let's say you come from the Jones family and you're told, us Joneses, we don't do that. You know, we're not dancers. We don't dance. So if you're Bob, young Bob Jones and you go to a dance at junior high school or high school and everyone's dancing, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be out of your comfort zone because why? Us Joneses, we don't dance. Or what if you are taking a math class and you're from the Smith family and you were told none of us Smiths, we, we can't do math. So you're taking trigonometry or, or uh, algebra one or whatever it is, the geometry. 
And guess what? You're going to have a problem with it because that's it comes from your self-image. And our self-images can really limit us. So you have to realize, number one, you are affected by comfort zones. Uh, let's talk about income. Income is important to all of us in sales. And for some people, you know, their goal was to make $10,000 a month. So, and they take a few years to reach that that point and they're suddenly making $10,000 a month. And you know what? They get fat, they get comfortable. They're like the contented cow out in the pasture, you know, that's just eating all the free hay, doesn't have to run around and do anything or the, the oats, you know, which really fattens, fattens them up. And they're like the contented cow, no need to walk over there, no need to walk over there. You know, I've got all the hay I need in alfalfa right here. You don't want to be like that. And I want to point, I want to broaden the notion to you before I turn it over to Eric, because remember folks, the first step to change is awareness. We don't change anything unless we're aware of it. So it affects uh, the exercise that we get. Uh, when I was in college, I picked up running and for, for a long time, I would run like one mile and then I would, you know, that'd be the end of my run. That was my comfort zone. And, you know, one day I was, it was a, it was a beautiful spring day and I was just feeling uh, really great. And I just said, I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep running. And I ran two and a half miles. I thought, wow, you know, this is incredible. I realized I can have these breakthroughs that that one mile limit was my mental limit. And I ended up working my way up to half marathon. I would enter half marathon races. I never did do a marathon. If I knew what I knew now, I, I wish I you know had gotten into that. And you know, right now I'm uh, I'm getting back into weightlifting, and I had a certain I have a weight bench and uh, free weights. I got a little home gym, and I had worked myself up to a certain amount of weight. I do various exercises, and one of the things I do is leg extensions. And so I start off by doing. 25 reps of this certain amount of weight for my leg extensions and um then in my succeeding sets i do 20. well it was about a week and a half ago and i was it, i do this at night and i was uh, watching some movie on netflix i was getting really involved but i kind of silently count these reps and you know folks i went to 50 and i said you know i'm going to do a few more as long as i don't feel anything ripping i don't see any blood i'm going to do a few more and i got up to something like 78 and it blew my mind and i realized that was a mental limit i trapped myself in that comfort zone and i and i'm doing this now with some other exercises and weightlifting folks your comfort zone affects the food that you eat uh, you know, some people eat a lot of hamburgers and hot dogs. I'm a pretty adventurous eater. I love to try new things, octopus, whatever. It affects the people we marry. Uh, you know, I had a client, I'm not going to mention any names, but this was a few years ago. And he, we were having a session and he was saying, you know, Dr. Moyne, I noticed something. I said, well, what is that? I'm not, I'm not even going to say his first name. He said, I married a woman who looks just like my mother and i i had never met his wife but he showed he held up a picture and you know it it was just eerie how much this woman looked just like his mother so it affects where we go on vacations uh i have gone whitewater river rafting 
on like level three rivers that scared the hell out of me and then I couldn't wait to do it again. I've gone into caves, river rafting and caves, and I'm sure you guys have done some things like that. So we're going to be focusing on increasing your comfort zones in selling, but I just want to point out to you that it really affects, it affects where you live, the kind of car you drive. I'll give you some examples later. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to my good friend and partner, Eric. Fantastic, Dr. Wayne. Got us off to a great start there. And for all of you listeners here, if you want to just take a moment and type into the chat and let us know where you're joining us from. And a couple of ways that comfort zones matter. So it might be out of your comfort zone to do a group Zoom presentation. Mm -hmm. It might be out of your comfort zone to use sales scripts. Mm -hmm. um, to write a book. Uh, it may be out of your comfort zone to ask for the order, which is obviously mm -hmm. a critical thing in selling. And so if you can think about, you know, where, where's the comfort zone holding me back? Mm -hmm. And what would it mean if you broke through that? For example, Zoom would allow you to do group presentations where you could sell to maybe 10 people at a time or 30 people or 50 people at a time. I had a presentation on um, Saturday and I made five sales mm -hmm. in one presentation because it was a group Zoom. So mm -hmm. think about what are some areas where you'd like to see a comfort zone expand. And I want to give you a, um, a story of a comfort zone that I broke through. Thank goodness I did. Mm -hmm. And it has the, um, the ideas from Thoreau and it probably has been shared by others as well, but I learned it from Thoreau. And it's once the mind expands, it will never return to its original size. So where my mind was stuck in a comfort zone, I was a solopreneur and I wanted to have um, an administrative support person that could process the credit cards and do the basic follow-up and the basic web work and the basic email responses and so forth. Cause I, as a solopreneur, I was doing all that. And uh, I thought, well, I could hire somebody part-time. And at the time I was working in my, in my condo back when I was first getting started. And um, so I thought, well, I could get somebody for about a thousand dollars a month. And at that time, Dr. Moyne, that scared me so bad to take on a thousand dollars of expense. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go for it. I know it's really scary, but I'm going to go for it. And so I, the first person I hired, I think they like quit in less than a week. And the second person, same thing. And then the third person, her name was Lisa Downing. And Dr. Bond, you might even remember Lisa because mm -hmm. you used to work, you know, as you and I would do projects together. Mm -hmm. And she was with me for uh, many years and she went from part-time and a thousand a month to eventually she went full-time and then she got raises. And I think she got up to almost, you know, $40,000 a year. But the point of the story is I was scared to add a thousand dollars. And then once I did it, my mind expanded and I got comfortable to the point where I expanded her to full-time and gave her a raise and, you know, now I have um, Vicky, who's my office manager. She's with me full time and I have other support people as well. But with Vicky, it's not uncomfortable. 
And it never was. Once I kind of got through that mindset. So if any of you are like Zoom's uncomfortable, asking for the order, writing a book, once you do it, then it's very possible that you're going to experience once the mind expands, it will never turn to its original size. So with that, Dr. Moyne, I'll turn it back to you. Oh, that's a, those are some great insights, Eric. I went through that myself. Uh, early in my career, I got the biggest contract I ever had in my career. I, well, it started off small. It was, this is for a big bank in California. It started off as a $19,000 contract. And they were very happy with my work. And I broke a sales record in this one little division of the bank I worked for. And it was increased to $150,000. And I hired, I brought in, actually, this was a partner. I was splitting my money with. And we brought, we hired a secretary, got a little office by the uh, Los Angeles International Airport. And folks from there we we broke a couple more sales records one of them was in checking accounts they uh, i convinced them to hire me to study the people that broke records uh you know setting up checking accounts like if you just walked into the bank accidentally there are some people that just had these powers of persuasion that you know even if you said it man is this a post office i thought i was going to the post office i guess it's the bank they would they would just buttonhole you they would talk to you they would charm you and you would walk out of the bank with a, a new checking account you know and so i studied them and i figured out how they did it i built a script book around that we broke the records and i taught this to the regular people and so uh, I proposed a contract because I found a program offered by the state of California to prevent unemployment where the government would reimburse the company if they uh, prevented people from losing their jobs. And I said, hey, this is, uh, uh, this is like free money. I worked myself up to the number three man at this bank. They had 167 branch offices in California. It was called Home Federal Savings and Loan. And I said, we should go for a couple million dollars. And he was skeptical at first. He wanted to make sure that they really would reimburse the bank. Uh, but because the truth is that they had 927 people they were going to lay off because they were bringing in all kinds of computers. This was when ATMs started to become available. So you did, if you needed to get, you know, $60 or $100, you didn't have to go inside the bank anymore and talk to someone. You could just punch some buttons on a machine and $20 bills would start coming out. So they were going to let these people go. And uh, with the contract was for $2.2 million. So I had to hire nine people. I was really scared. I had to do train the trainer. I had to hire people to train. This is before I met Eric. If I knew Eric, and then it was about 10 years before I knew Eric, uh, I would have brought Eric on, of course. Um, and I had, at this point, I had two partners in this. And it was just, you know, for two years, it was, you know, like white knuckling at the whole time, but uh, it was an incredible learning experience. And really, I that's how I learned from personal experience how much you can gain by breaking out of your comfort zones. So I, I want to share an insight with you folks. I'd like you to write this down. Write this down. The bigger the problem, the bigger the solution, and the bigger the paycheck. Write that down. The bigger the problem, 
the bigger the required solution and the bigger the paycheck. So I want to encourage you as you are working with your clients to ask them if you're doing any kind of consulting work, coaching work, uh, you know, what is the biggest problem you have right now? What is the biggest challenge you have right now? And do everything you can to help them solve it because there's going to be a big paycheck in there, you know, for you. Uh, if you are, let's say you're doing mortgages, some people get trapped in doing, you know, small mortgages and, you know, for inexpensive homes, nothing wrong with that folks. That's, that's honorable, that's worthy, but why not do some bigger mortgages? Why not prospect people in some of the nicer neighborhoods, bigger houses, bigger mortgages? Uh, some people, if you're selling automobiles, you know, they, they start off by selling, you know, entry level cars, nothing wrong with entry level cars. They're great, but why not work yourself up? You know, there's a new, uh, it's, it's been around for five years or so. There's a brand of car called Genesis. It's made by Hyundai. It's like their luxury brand. It's like for Toyota, they have the Lexus brand. You know, let's say you've been selling Hyundais for a few years. Um, a lot of these Hyundai dealerships, they have, they sell Genesis also, you know, they put those in the showroom. Why not work your way into selling Genesis? Why not, you know, uh, uh, change your self-image so that you feel comfortable selling to higher net worth people. So look for bigger problems, bigger opportunities. There will be bigger paychecks for you. It may be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but the first time we do anything, it's uncomfortable. You know, write that down. The first time you do anything, if you uh, learn to drive an automatic, you know, vehicle, automatic transmission vehicle, when you first uh, shifted over to driving a stick shift, you know, with a clutch and all of that, some of you maybe have never driven a uh, a vehicle with a stick shift and a clutch, and you're going to be uncomfortable. But you can get to the point when, when I was living in Santa Cruz, California, attending University of California at Santa Cruz, my friends and I on the weekends, we would go up to the city, we'd go up to San Francisco. And I had a manual transmission car and it was crazy. Folks, I was I was very comfortable driving it around Santa Cruz. But, you know, San Francisco has all these steep hills and you've seen the movies, you know, those hills. Um, and it was scary, scary, scary driving those hills with a clutch because when you push, push the clutch in the car just it goes into neutral and uh, it took me a while to master that but then i could you know i i couldn't get to the point where i was doing it in my sleep but it just gets easier and easier and easier so eric i'm gonna turn it over to you fantastic dr moin um the next thing i want to share with you and, and dr when i don't think i've ever told you the story this is a i didn't I wasn't trying to get the client the breakthrough that he got. Mm -hmm. It happened. And wow. so he's a real estate agent. And mm -hmm. um, it was, uh, I think it was August of last year. Mm -hmm. and we were getting towards the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, let's set our goals for 2023. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was like, well, I don't want to give up on, on 2022. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay. Um, instead of setting a 2023 goal to 
satisfy his interest in maintaining this year. I said, let's do a 24 month goal. Mm -hmm. So 2022 plus 2023, we'll go all the way back to the beginning of this year. And we're going to set this two year goal and we're going to lock in on this number. And so we agreed on 25 million in um, gross sales that he makes, you know, two to 3% on that, that 25 million. Mm -hmm. So all his deals, he was always prospecting on million dollar properties or less. And so we get on a future coaching call and he goes, um, I, I cold called a $10 million expired listing. And I said, you, you prospect million dollar or less. What, what are you what are you doing doing a 10 million dollar and, and you think about that dr when it's not just a 10 million dollar it's an expired listing you went and researched to get the phone recall called the owner and um he said well that just seemed like the obvious thing for me to do to achieve my 25 million dollar goal so when he picked a higher goal to really focus on his brain just automatically said, forget these million dollar deals. Let's go after these larger opportunities. And so the, the, the insight that I wanted to share was if you go after something in one area, it might just automatically tumble some other comfort zones that you've been dealing with without even trying. So that's <laughs> the insight on that one. And then my other idea is when I wrote my first, significant book the system which is a 200 plus page book i was dealing with imposter syndrome and i thought well shoot if i publish this book now i'm going to be a, a successful published author and that's not who i am and so i was struggling with this and literally dr when for years this book was like close to being finished and i was procrastinating because i just couldn't accept being a successful published author so how I broke through it as I thought, okay, what can my brain embrace? And my brain could em embrace a little thin book, like a little 40 page, almost like a pamphlet. And so I wrote in about a day, 21 ways to close more sales now. And I, my brain was fine publishing that book. So I published it and I think I printed a hundred copies and I wasn't even trying to sell the book. It was more of a, exercise in mindset to like go for the smaller thing that my brain could embrace and that actually worked and it gave me the confidence to publish the system and and i was able to to break through that comfort zone so my second insight is to uh go for a smaller thing that your brain is comfortable with and maybe that'll help you break through the the larger exp expansion that's uh, got you uh hold, holding you back and with that i'll turn it back over to you that's that's a tremendous insight eric um, folks, I, I want to talk about the process, the process of breaking through, uh, comfort zones. And one of the things that, you know, it is scary if it's a significant, uh, comfort zone that you have been trapped in for a while and maybe by a sales manager, uh, maybe by peers, you know, they said, well, that's impossible to do. You know, you're going to be biting off more than you can chew. Uh, what, what I want to warn you about is don't blame yourself for your comfort zones. 
Don't write that down in your notes. Don't blame yourself for your comfort zones. No one was born with comfort zones, except, you know, there's a few physical ones. You know, if we're, if we're, uh, you know, plunged into zero degree temperatures, you know, for survival reasons, we have to get out of that. Or if we're in a blazing hot sun, it's 120 degrees, you've got to get out of that. But it, for most of the things that are really significant in sales life, you know, we weren't born with these beliefs or attitudes, but they were programmed into us either by our parents or by sales managers or peers. So the fact that they were programmed in means that they can be deprogrammed. It's not the real you. If you ever find yourself saying, oh, that's the real me, you know, I just sell used shoes for a living, you know, that's all I can do. You know, you have to disavow that. You have to erase that from your mind. So now as you realize the importance of breaking through these comfort zones that are holding you back, because folks, I have to tell you this, you can read every sales book in the world. You can attend three Zoom sales trainings per day, and nothing's going to change if you're being held back by comfort zones. You won't use the knowledge that you've acquired. So you have to confront your fears. You have to face those fears. It's, it is kind of scary, but it's also very exciting, especially when you have breakthroughs because you are going to have breakthroughs. Write that down in your notes. I am going to have breakthroughs. Put your hand on your heart right now. Let's, let's, let's wire that in. Let's anchor that in and let's all say it out loud. I am am going to have breakthroughs and say it now with even more feeling i am going to have breakthroughs you know you've had breakthroughs in your life you wouldn't be here on this call today if you if you hadn't had breakthroughs so what you want to do folks is you want to reward yourself this is so important reward yourself along the way so let's say that you are in real estate. Eric told the story of this guy, uh, one of his clients who had previously sold homes that were a million dollars or less, and he prospected an expired listing for $10 million. That's a huge jump. That takes a lot of courage. I had a client last year, he sold homes in a 400 to $500,000 range, and he found an expired listing for $3.5 million, and we worked on his approach to this guy and what we decided to do. This guy was kind of elusive. You know, he would talk to my client on the phone, but he wouldn't agree to set up a meeting. So I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to drive to his house on the weekend. And we kind of scripted it out. I don't remember the script exactly, but basically you call the guy and you say, hey, George, guess what? I'm in your neighborhood. Guess what? I'm parked here in front of your beautiful house. Can I just come in for a minute and shake your hand? So, you know, he, this is a bold step instead of asking for permission, scheduling a meeting and all of that. But, you know, he gets into the house. So he, he did, by the way, folks, I want to be honest with you. He did, he did not get the listing at that point. But you have to reward yourself for doing that. So what do you do? Take yourself out to dinner. I used to tell people, uh, 
buy a tie, you know, buy yourself a nice tie, buy yourself a nice pair of shoes. We don't wear many ties anymore. I have a whole closet full of very, very expensive ties that I have not worn. Although I'm going to wear a couple of them next week. I'm, I'm going on a business trip. So, um, you know, I am going to be um, wearing some of that fancy clothing. But do something nice for yourself and, and not just yourself. You know, take your, your spouse, your loved one, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend out to dinner and celebrate. And this will encourage you to do more of it, to do more of it. Write this down in your notes. We only do the things we are rewarded for doing. We only do the things in life we are rewarded for doing. And there, you know, your sales manager might not reward you for getting into the guy's house. He wants to see the listing. You know, he wants to see that that you got that exclusive listing. So if there's not a sales manager or someone else to reward you, you have to reward yourself. You've got to give yourself an attaboy or an girl. You know, that self-reinforcement is so important. And it's going to be one of the keys to helping you break out of those comfort zones. So, Eric, I want to, uh, and by the way, I've, I've done that for my myself many, many times, folks. This is not something I just tell other people to do. Eric and I, we practice what we preach. We walk our talk. Uh, one time I had a, a particularly good year and, you know, something, I decided to reward myself and I bought a new Jaguar, a new car, which, you know, Eric saw shortly after that. And then I had a few good years after that. And you know what I did, folks? I I went a little crazy and I ended up buying three new Jaguars like over the next 10 years until I finally got the Jaguar thing out of my system. So I practice and I've done it in other ways too. Um, so I want, I want you to know the power of rewarding yourself for uh, facing your fears and breaking out of these comfort zones. It'll lead to more uh, brave behavior, more courageous behavior like that. So Eric, I want to turn it over to you, my friend, for some final insights. Well, I have one one final idea I want to share with all of you, and it's something that uh, I'm actually going to do today. And it has to do with um, gamifying one or more areas of your life. So I discovered gamification and I've started playing around with it in my mind and I'm going to do it with weightlifting this month. And so how I'm going to do it is when I go to the gym and I'm, let's say I'm doing the bench press. So I'm going to either lift the same amount of weight with the same amount of reps as the previous time I worked out, or I'm going to increase it. So all month long, I'm either going to maintain or I'm going to increase. And what I already know is going to happen, and I'm going to do this with like eight different exercises, the leg press and the, the I don't even know all the names of them, but what, you know, arm extension, whatever they're called, right? yeah. shoulder press, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, um, I'm going to push myself and I'm going to push it by a, a challenge called, I want to play a game of lift the same way I lifted before or, or increase. And I'll go to the gym at least 12 times this month and maybe even more. And so I'm also doing this with my prospecting. And uh, last month I focused on 25 reach outs a day and I'm like, that's uh, five days a week. That's um, 500 for the month. 
And I said, you know what? This month, I'm going to do 1,000. And if I wasn't playing a game called I'm going to do 1,000 reach outs for the month, I, I wouldn't do that. And so my pipeline right now is full starting the month. I can't wait to see what my pipeline's at by um, essentially doing two months worth of prospecting in one month. And so those were the ideas that I wanted to share with you. And I want to thank all of you for joining us today and, you know, go back and you can catch the recordings at the influence show.com on podcast and on YouTube. And uh, we'll be back again next week. And anything else, Dr. One, you want to share? Uh, yeah, just a couple final things. I've been reading these um, great, great comments as positive feedback from Edward and so many other uh, tremendous people that we have here. And Eric and I really appreciate this. We appreciate all of you, your your enthusiasm. And by the way, uh, we now finally have our website up. It's going to get even better, folks. But write this down. It's www.theinfluenceshow.com. Theinfluenceshow.com. And if you missed, if you're new to the show and you missed one of our previous shows we you can go to the website it's all there you can watch it at your convenience and uh i guarantee you there's lots of insights in every one of those shows on that we, we've looking at it we've actually covered a wide range of topics and tell your friends about it please folks uh do us a favor you know eric and i work hard on the put these shows together and on your social media account facebook 